for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that when we gathered in your name, that you would be here. So we thank you and praise you that you are. We just want to acknowledge your presence. We thank you so much that you want to teach us your way, that you want us to know the things that are going to bring us happiness, peace, joy, and contentment, how to live in your kingdom and fulfill your plan in our lives. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory in your name. In your name we pray. Amen. He is so good. He's so in love with us. And today we're going to talk about us being his artwork. That's what he told me. He said that we are his artwork. I was criticizing myself and thinking that I just couldn't do this, couldn't do that, and a few other things. Just, and you know, the enemies behind that. He's always wanting us to feel bad about ourselves. And so anyway, this time I heard God say, yeah, this time I do it sometimes kind of often. I don't try to do that, but you know the enemy, he's just always coming to try to kill, steal, and destroy in our lives. And it starts on the inside. And if you didn't know, that's why you're supposed to take captive your thoughts and not listen to him because his power is in your thinking. He comes in your thought life. So anyway, that said, I was, I was criticizing myself and I heard God say that he crafted me. And so I looked up that word and got a fuller meaning of what he was saying. Actually, I wrote it down. And what I got out of it is we are his artwork. And uh, somebody who, the word crafted, it means it's an art requiring a skill, making something beautiful. I just wrote down the things that stuck out at me. And so he, he created us. He is skilled to create. It's his art to make beautiful things. Look around. All the things he made is his art. That's who he is. And then he made us out of his, his artwork. He made us like him. And he put a talent on the inside of us. That, and it, it's his gift to us, a talent to create like he creates. And that's what he was showing me. And, you know, so cool. How cool is that? So he makes beautiful things. He reminds me of that song. He makes beautiful things. But he does. He made everything he made. And that's his thing. That's what he likes to do. He likes to create beauty. He likes to make things good. And so he created you, he created me, and then so who are we to criticize what he created? And then not only did he create us, he, he has a plan. And, you know, his kingdom, it works in love. And his, what he taught me, is his definition of love is giving. Give, and it'll be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, and running over, Right? Luke 6.38. So he, he gives us a gift, and it's not only for us, for our provision. Your gift makes room for you. Um, it's not only for us because it brings us happiness, doing what you get to do. You know, we're not created to make a living. We're created to use that gift that he put on the inside of us in a special place, in an appointed place, at an appointed time. Sometimes we got to practice our gift first, our talent. And we got to be actually, the first thing is, you know, he's got to recreate us in his likeness and 
you know, he sends the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can tell us the way it is. He can tell us the real deal, why we're here. And so um, God puts the gift, on the, a talent on the inside of us, calls it a gift. And um, we read, I don't know which message you're, I'm going to get out here first, but we read in Matthew how he, he gives us more than one gift, and we're not supposed to bury it. We're not supposed to um, put it aside to make a living. But it's a special gift. You're, you're his artwork. And he put his artwork on the inside of you, and he strategically planned what you would look like, um, what you would like, your personality. And then he, he put that gift all, um, Proverbs says, he knit us together. He put it all together to make us perfect the way he wanted us with the right personality, the right gift, the thing that brings us happiness, peace, and joy, the thing we love to do, we're created to get up and do that every day. Not go to a job that we don't like. Not do something that we don't like. And then the other thing about it is Ephesians says that we are to work with our hands, our bent, our thing, to give, have something to give to others. So what he's saying is, what you have, the talent I gave you, you are to work that and then give it away. And as you give it away, it'll, your provision is made for you. Your gift makes room for you. Given will be given unto you, pressed out, shaken together, and running over. There's someone in need of your gift. You know, and he was saying to me, if you never do your gift, then the people in need of their gift, your gift, you know, they're suffering. And his whole idea, aside from that even, not only to so that you're happy, you have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. You get up every day, and you love your life, and you're giving in his kingdom that thing that you are to give. You illuminate him when you're doing his way. When we're living in his kingdom, doing his way, we illuminate him. We show the Father. We show the goodness of um, his artwork, and then we're meeting people's needs, and we're bringing, actually, what he showed me is salvation to people. We're aiding in their salvation because when, when you call yourself a Christian and your needs are met and you get to do what you love to do, you get up every day, you do what you love to do, and you have happiness, you have peace, joy, and contentment, and you're serving them, you're meeting their need, then you're showing the Father. You're illuminating His glory. And then they're going to want Him. His, he wants to reach the lost. And if we who call ourselves Christians aren't doing his walk, Ephesians 2.10 says, We're recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. We are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand. This is Amplified Classic Bible. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. And so that's what he wants. He wants us to have a good life. But, you know, we get here, we're all mixed up. We're trying to figure out what we're going to be when we grow up, where we're going to work, how we can make the most money, blah, blah, blah. We're doing all this stuff. And, you know, no wonder he said the other day he's frustrated. He's frustrated with us because we don't get it. We're not listening. We don't understand him. And so, anyway, we're recreated in Christ Jesus, you know, 
we, we get born again and we get recreated. And then we take on his thinking, we renew our mind, like Romans 12, 2 says, to change your mind, to come in agreement with him. When you get born above, your spirit is reborn, but you've got to change how you think. You have to come in agreement with him. And the way you do that is to look at his word. John 1, 1 tells us he's his word. And then when you look at his word and you agree with it, then you on purpose, you purposefully think his word. And then you and then you practice, say, what do you want me to do, Lord? Because sometimes, you know, we got a lot of gifts going on, a lot of talents, and, you know, we can figure out how to do it, and that's what we do. But we have to say to him, which gift, which talent, where do you want me to go? Which people do you want me to show who you are to? Which people do you want me to give my gift to? And stop working, worrying about getting paid for it because he will feed you. When you work your gift, then he's going to make sure that you have provision. I learned this the hard way. You know, I started doing my gift and I could see his provision for me and then I quit and that provision stopped. And and so we got to get recreated. We got to think like he thinks and we got to be obedient to him because you know what he wants to do? Jeremiah 29:11, he has a good plan for us and he wants to bring that into manifestation. He wants you to do the artwork and bring the beauty of that talent to the outside and show people who you are. That got me excited because I want to be creative. I love to be creative, and so do you because you're like him. He said, and it was. He said, and it was. And and he makes, he does, he makes beautiful things. Look around at all the beautiful people around you. And, you know, he made you to look like how he wanted you to look. You know, I used to put myself down all the time about how I look because I was put down about how I look. And then someone said to me, well, how would you want to look? And I thought, well, I don't want to look like anyone else. I want to look like me. And you want to look like you because that's who you are and that's who God created you to be. And that's a good thing. He made you in his likeness. I just edited a video and um, you're probably going to see it um, tomorrow. And, well, tomorrow, today is, well, let's not figure all that out. But it, it's it's called, I'll give you a little heads up, what does God look like? Because he was showing me that he is, on purpose, um, not someone that we can see because he said we would judge him. And then he started showing me that he actually looks like you and me. And when you see someone, you're seeing him. He, we're made in his likeness. So how can we put ourselves down? We're made in his likeness. Not just one of us, but millions and trillions and quadrillions of people he put together with a personality, gifts, talents, and um, a plan on where that person would go and who that person would minister to, to do his work. We're to do his work. We're not here to make a living Get a job and make a living. Well, God might have you work at a job until he trains you, like, you know, at a, a restaurant or a store, or maybe that is where he's, he called you to be. I don't know your plan. He knows your plan. And so we got to go to him and find out that plan. I remember one day he said to me, ask me the plan. And so I'm going to say to you, ask him the plan. Ask him the plan. He'll show you the plan. And he shows you in all kinds of really cool ways because all of a sudden you're just, you know, realizing that the last three days he was showing you something you didn't know before and you didn't know he was showing you 
that or for that reason, but just all of a sudden you just know. <laughs> He's creative. He's an artist. And he, he crafted you. He crafted you. That was what he said. He said, I don't, you know, you're making, I just knew what he was saying. You know, not these exact words, but wow, listen to what you're saying. I crafted you. And as I said, I looked the word up. And he, he, he does art. He does art. Look around. I just can't get over that. He's so cool. He's so in love with you. And he created you. He's the artist of who you are, inside and outside, and what you're called to do. That's a lot of planning. That's a lot of work um, that he did just just because he loves us. I always think of um, Adam. I could never get over that. He would let him name the animals because he's God. But you know what? Actually, we're his children, so we're his little gods. And so he is calling us to do his work. Jesus said, I'm going to the Father, and you're going to do what I did in even greater things. And so doesn't that make us like him? And if he's, if he's God, then we're his little gods, and talks about that in Romans anyway. But people don't like to hear things like that because they, they think that, um, you know, we're trying to call ourselves God, but we're not. There's only one God, one true and living God, and we're his kids. He's our father. We're his kids. He made us in his likeness, and he sent Jesus to show us that. He's called the son of man, and we are sons and daughters of man. We are um, the father's kids, and so he wants us to be like him. Jesus said, imitate your father, Matthew 5, 48. Don't be like the world, but imitate your father. So if you're going to imitate him, and he's an artist, then be an artist and spend your life here doing what he called you to do, and stop trying to make a living. I used to be shy about telling people that, but God just makes it more real and real and real to me. And so I'm not saying no one's going to have a job, but you got to find out where he planned you to be. He has a certain place. He has an appointed place, an appointed time for you to give of yourself, for you to give your gift to someone who needs your gift. I don't know if I said this already or not, but because um, I was talking to my son about this message today. But, you know, I was saying to him, because God was saying to me, and I think I already said it, but anyway, I'm going to say it again. If you don't give your gift, if you don't give your gift and get to that appointed place that he has for you, then that person might not get saved. And if that person doesn't get saved, then you stand before Jesus and he says, well, I asked you to do this because these people need what you have. What the Father put on the inside of you, these people, they need it. And you are unwilling to give it away because you're worrying about you and what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. And I even told you not to worry about that, that that's how the heathen live because they don't know any better. So they're in this vicious cycle of providing for themselves, and that's not what you're called to do. The Father even takes care of the birds. If he cares about the birds, then isn't he going to care about you? Oh, you have a little faith? You know, here we are in this crisis, and we can't go anywhere, and everybody's afraid. And, you know, God, he's not afraid. Why? How can we be afraid if he's our God? No foe can withstand him. What are we afraid of? We can just relax and be in the hands of the Father, and do what you're created to do, and, well, make sure you're right with Him, 
so that if he shows up, because, you know, there's so much evil going on. How long is it going to take before he shows up and puts a stop to it? Just like in the day of Noah, he couldn't take anymore. He said he was sorry he even made man because there is so much evil. But anyway, in the midst of what, what we're going through right here and right now, he wants you to know that he has called you to a place. And there's an appointed people, an appointed time for you to do the thing he called you to do, to bring salvation to those that he has appointed in your path for you to bring salvation to. I don't, I don't know why I went, well, I'm thinking of James. Um, I know I just kind of mumbled there, but I'm thinking of James too. James 2, 15 through 17. It says, if a brother comes to you poorly clad, probably thinking of it because of the video I edited today, and we don't do anything about it. We just pray for them. And I think a lot of times people think, well, God will have to send someone who has more than I do to give to that person. And you know what? God put that person in your path. And I know that as a matter of fact, because he set me up a week or so ago. And um, if you watch my videos, I already told about it, told you about it. And I had what that man needed. And you know what he needed? You know, if you're thinking you, you see somebody homeless and um, you don't give to them. And by the way, God says that when you take care of that person, you're taking care of him. Matthew 25, what you do for the least of these, you do for me. And that includes your gift. When you're giving your gift away, you're doing for him. You're giving what they need. And so you might think, well, I don't have any money to give to this person. But you know what that person needs? Not your money. You're Jesus. They need to know Jesus. And so whatever God has given you, you know, you were, you were lost once too. And I was complaining about a person once, and this was about 10 years ago, and God really woke me up to what I was thinking. And, you know, sometimes we get this dumb thinking, or maybe it's just only me, but I was thinking, God loves me more than this person because I'm following him, and this person will not. And you know what God said to me? He said, I expect more from you than that person because you know me. And you were once lost, just like that person was. And, you know, he, he's just so in love with us. And when you look at a person, this is what he's teaching me. Don't look at the person. Look at Jesus. Look at your father because that person is made in his likeness. That person is made in his likeness, and he is in love with that person. And the reason he hasn't come yet is because he wants every soul to make a choice. He wants everyone to know that they were created in his likeness, and he wants everyone to choose him, even though he knows that they won't. Not everyone will. But we, our responsibility is to make sure we're showing Jesus and looking at them as important, vital, significant, because he's looking at them that way. And that's why he's not here, right? And I believe we're going to be judged for that because our part is to go do what Jesus was doing and we're not doing it. We're just sitting around. Some people, I just hear them say, I can't wait till Jesus comes. I'm sick of it. I want to get out of here. And maybe you won't make it. Maybe you're going to be one of those people that Jesus is going to say, I wasn't acquainted with you. I don't know you who practice lawlessness away from me. And you're practicing lawlessness if you're not doing your gift. Matthew 25, he's giving you a talent. And if you bury it, 
he's going to say, throw the good for, good for nothing servant into the fire. So anyway, that's the truth of what he says. He's kind, loving God. But if you don't care about what he cares about and he cares about his people, then um, you're not practicing his law. You're not loving. You're not giving. There's so much more to, to him than we realize. So if you don't love and you don't give and you don't even know it's important, if you, if you, if you don't go to him every day and ask for correction, you're not going to know what he's thinking. You're not going to know his perception. And you're not going to even know that you're not right with him. And you're going to stand before him that day and you're going to miss it. So get on your knees every day. Ask him to correct you. Change your mind to think like he thinks. And if you aren't born again, then go ahead and get born again. And I'll even say a prayer with you. Jesus said that when he left, he told the disciples, they were grieving because they were so close. They were with him and, and just gave everything up to follow him, and which is what we need to do. Anyway, they were grieving and he said, don't worry. The Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to live on the inside of you. He's going to be your counselor, your standby. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to teach you. He's going to remind you. He's going he's gonna to do all the things that you need. You're never going to be alone. So all you have to do is believe that. He laid down his life for you, and he rose from the dead, and you can call on his name, and you will be saved. Revelation 3.20 tells us that he's knocking at the door of your heart, and if you invite him in, he'll come in. So you have to invite him in. He already did all the work, and now it's up to you. You have to decide. He won't force himself on you, but if you invite him to come and live on the inside of you, then that's exactly what he's going to do. And then ask him to correct you every day. I'm giving you some really good hints. Ask him to correct you every day. And then it's going to seem too hard. The enemy is going to come. Um, Jesus said in Mark 4, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it from you because the word is God. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is God. So he's going to come and try to take it from you. He's going to try to talk you out of it, tell you it's too hard. But he's a liar. Jesus said there's no truth in him. And so then all you have to do is ask Jesus to help you. And he said, you can't do anything without me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so if you didn't have a Bible, start in the New Testament, get to know Jesus, and um, of course read the Old Testament too, but start in the New so you know where you're at. Get caught up to where we are. And especially read the book of Revelation and ask for understanding. And sometimes, you know, you're not going to get it right away. Sometimes I had to read something like 10, 20 times, and not even all at once throughout time. He reveals himself to you, though. He told the disciples, he said, the mysteries of the kingdom of God are meant to be revealed. But anybody outside of our circle, it will be like a parable. So you don't want to stay in that state where you don't get it. Ask him to reveal the mystery of the parable to you. He's, Jesus said, if you don't get this one thing, you won't get anything. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy's going to come and try to take it. He doesn't want you to understand it. So anyway, um, we're going to pray, and you're going to ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, and he's going to be with you all the time. He said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me and I'll show myself to you. And so it all comes down to getting to know the word and then practicing it, committing to do it. And don't let the enemy steal it from you. Don't, don't give Jesus any lame excuses. Just keep following him. Stay on the vine. Keep hanging on to him. Keep looking to him. 
and let him correct you. He corrects those he loves. So all that said, let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you so much that you want to live on the inside of us. We thank you that you are so, so concerned with our state. We thank you that you're, you didn't come yet because we're not ready. We thank you that you just give us a little more time to get it right, to, to do your work, to bring in the harvest, to show people who you are. We thank you and praise you for our individual assignments, our individual gifts that we have to give. Help us to get it, Lord. Help us to get it. Help us to understand. And for those of those of you listening who who don't understand salvation, it it's not just a prayer, but it's asking Jesus to come and live on the inside of you and to have a relationship with with you. And so as we hear the word, as we get on our knees, as we fellowship with him, then that is salvation. Following him, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They follow me and I give them eternal life. And so we got to be following him. We love you so much, Jesus. Thank you. Praise you. We thank you for understanding when we read your word. We thank you for enlightening us. And yes, Father, thank you so much for making us in our likeness, for making us your art. We love you. We praise you. Give you all the glory in your name. Isn't he good? He's so exciting, and we are his artwork. So let's appreciate ourselves, appreciate our gifts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us, for making us beautiful and for gifting us, giving us a talent that makes us happy and makes us get excited to get out of bed in the morning and it's because it's what we love to do, and then that we have something to give and so that we have provision. So we don't have to be like the world and go out and work somewhere just to put food on the table, just to gratify sometimes even our flesh. You know, our flesh wants this, and my mom always used to say, keeping up with the Joneses, so having to outdo someone else, having a nicer house, better this, better that, and that's all that some people live for. And we're not like them. We're like our creator. We're artists, and we're going we're gonna to make our Father happy. We're going to please him. We're going to have faith to live in his kingdom right here on the earth and then to go out and do his work and bring in those lost souls with our happiness, our peace, our joy, our contentment, his power in us to go and show who he is. Be illuminated. You are the work of our Father's hands. He, you are his artwork. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today.